Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from the WHIO studios. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here are your hosts, John Bedell and John Tistel. Okay, now it's time for Flyer Feedback. I'm John Bedell. My partner tonight is John Tisdell. And we thank you for joining us here for Flyer Feedback. Flyer fans for hopefully not the last time this year, probably not the last time this year, but it's getting close, getting down to the wire here. 64-55, Dayton a loser in the A-10 tournament quarterfinals to the St. Louis Billikens in the rubber match this year. These two teams split the regular season matchup. And for the third straight year, Dayton Flyers are one and done in the A-10 tournament. Well, Flyer therapy Saturday night here. Coming to you from our studios in downtown Dayton. Didn't start real great. Almost looked like somebody had popped in a DVD of the first time these two teams played. St. Louis just having their way on the offensive glass. And then by the under four, when it was 58-51, Larry Hanskin said, quote, that'll take us to a timeout, and it is not looking good. That was when I think, uh, Tiz, we were kind of all sensing that for a little bit prior to that, and Larry just... Calls it like he sees it. He mm-hmm. saw the death nail. Yeah. He called it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's just it's just disappointing. That that's <sighs> that's not a good St. Louis team. Um, you know, you're not gonna keep them totally off the glass because mm-hmm. they are the top rebounding team in the conference. But you can't just let them walk all over you like they did tonight. And uh just disappointing because it's a one and done fizzle again in the A ten tournament and uh no NCAA tournament uh for the Dayton Flyers this year. There will be Two A-10 teams. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> the worst A-10 in recent memory. We got two We got two teams in. It'll be somebody else and VCU with the Rams getting knocked off today. I think there's no question. Yeah. Please, committee, don't put the screws to a non-Power 5 conference and keep them out. They should be. I think they're safely in Tiz as an 8 or 9. Maybe I, a 10 if the committee really wants to you know, dock them a seed line for for the early exit. But I think it's going to be VCU and, you know, one of uh, Davidson, St. Louis, Rhodey, or Bonaventure. So at least the league will get two bids. But uh, just a really frustrating night for a lot of Dayton fans. I mean, I I know I've seen a lot of you on Twitter, getting texts from a lot of my buddies who are UD fans that I went to school with. Uh, You can hear it in Larry and Josh's voices on the air and Anthony's voice and, you know, Tizzy, you and I here just venting. And (laughs) I think it's probably good we had that venting session off the air before we came on. absolutely. Um, But just just a really frustrating effort tonight from Dayton. Yeah. And probably to top it all off, my headsets are busted. This is the bottom of my headset. That's why I was running around the first few minutes. Yeah, kind of a microcosm of the night. Um, John, I'm going to be honest here. This was a this game was a microcosm of the whole season. Dayton had several chances, several opportunities. It was right there. Let me make this clear. Do I think when the season started, Dayton was an NCAA tournament team? No. 
But after the Bahamas, and you and I talked about this for several minutes after the game, the expectations of this team changed. But Dayton had other chances. You go back to all the home losses that we have talked about several times on this show. Go back to Mississippi State. Go back to Tulsa out in Connecticut. Go back to the A-10 conference home losses to George Mason, VCU, and Rhodey. Dayton has had chances. And I'll make it clear, 21 wins is a good year. 13 conference wins is a good year. Seven. That's a pretty damn good year. Well, I'm not going to take that away from these kids. Obi Toppin, Rookie of the Year. 13 for Jalen Crutcher and those guys. Brian Mikesell, um, good season. He had a bad night tonight. You're entitled to have a bad night tonight. Obi Toppin was banged up. Uh, Jalen Crutcher, I thought, battled tonight. I thought Josh Davis, Jordan Davis, excuse me, he had good looks. They just rimmed out. St. Louis out-executed them, and they were terrific. No answer for Isabel. Jordan Goodwin again. But as you said, Coach Grant said it, Larry Hanskin summed this up to Brittany Otto this morning on Miami Valley's Morning News. You know what St. Louis's best offense is, ladies and gentlemen? Throw up a shot and crash the glass. This is not a good offensive team. Nope. And the reason that John and I sound as frustrated is because this is a season of what could have been. That's why you hear the frustration in my voice. You hear the frustration in John's voice. And I'm reading it on Twitter. A lot of people that follow me, a lot of people that I follow are frustrated. And I don't blame you because we are just as frustrated yeah. as much as the next, as much as you guys are. And the thing about tonight is, and you can call us up, Flyer fans, 457-1290. You can uh, tweet us at jbedlwhio or at John Tisdale or use the hashtag Flyer Feedback. We may read your tweet on the air. Um, the frustrating thing, too, is they just it's, it's the way they lost. Tis, they got out hustled, which that's tough to see. You've had a week off, and I'm not one of these guys. Well, you got a game under your belt. You know, that, that didn't help St. Louis. No. I mean, come on. That was a pillow fight. They almost lost to Richmond yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, and with this depth situation this Flyers team has, I don't think the week off hurt them. I don't think being no. idle hurt them. But you've had a week off and you come out with that effort? Come on. Um, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, 30,000-foot view, if you would have asked me, I don't know what, back in September, October, early November, just as they were getting started with the exhibition season, do you think this is an NCAA tournament team? I would have said no and did say no. But then when they came back from the Bahamas, Tiz, I and a lot of others thought, well, well maybe they're building that large resume out of left field. Because at the time, we didn't know Butler was going to end up being just a meh win, which it is now. Yeah, uh, they just got outgunned. You know, you're not going to kill them for the Virginia loss. They no, no, they're probably going to be the number one overall seed or have a shot at. I don't know if losing tonight's going to have much of an effect on that for the Virginia Cavaliers, but they're certainly let's let's say at the very least they're on the one seed line for the tournament and got a shot at being the number one overall seed. They just got outgunned by Oklahoma, but that was their first blown opportunity. And you thought, well, they could split Tulsa, Mississippi State, well, and then pfft, down the gutter those two went, and so then. Sort of that roller coaster of expectations changed for, I think, me and a lot of others. It was, don't think they're going to be a tournament team. Oh, Bahamas. Oh, they got our attention. Well, you know, they came back one and two, but, you know, three quality games there. No bad losses on the resume still at that point. And then they came home and it was just down to gutter again in terms of the expectations of the season, in terms of adjusting real time. Because then it was, well, you, you didn't even split Tulsa and Mississippi State. You lost to both of them. You know, and then, and then uh, as you mentioned, the, the blown opportunities they had at home. I mean, look, they went 7-2 and two on the road in A-10 play. That's tremendous. But first time they've ever had a better road record than home in conference play. 
And that's they've been in a conference for what thirty one years. They've been associated with the conference between yeah, right. Great Midwest and in the A ten. You know, they were independent for years before that. Um, but that also the flip side of as I said last week speaks to the fact that they just didn't take care of home court like they could slash should have. George Mason, VCU twice, VCU on the road. You almost got the Rams on at their place too. Right, and then of course against you know a roadie team that's playing well now. I mean, they're still their overall body of work is not good, but you've got in in a three games or in their case four games in as many days format when you got dudes like Langevine and Fats Russell and Jeff Downton, and you that kind of talent can can carry it is in a you know four day stretch and. Um, while they're certainly down in terms of talent this year, that those are three guys that have, you know, been a part of some NCAA tournament teams for the Rhode Island Rams the last couple of years. But you know, so Dayton's done. We'll wait and see what happens on what Sunday night. Does the NIT stuff come out? I mean, something I, like that. Sunday night or Monday. I just don't even care about that. Something like that. You know, and here's my thing: if you're a Dayton fan that cares about, I'm not telling you not to care about the NIT. My thing is. Just do not confuse it for the goal here at Dayton because it's not. It's not the bar. It's not the goal. It's not something to be attained to. Anthony Grant and Neil Sullivan say as much publicly multiple times. Right. And this group, if they make the NIT clear as a bell, they miss the goal this year. That's just a fact. But I think this group has the attitude, maybe unlike some past editions of Dayton teams, would have the attitude, if, let's say they get an NIT bid, because we'll have to wait and see. I think they'll be okay getting it. They're on the bubble as recently as, what, a week? Before the Rhode Island loss, they were in Lenardi's first four out. Right. So if they were on the bubble as recently as two weeks ago, I don't get, I don't think they're going to have a problem getting in. Um, but I think this group would have the attitude of, well, we did miss the goal because we didn't make the NCAA. But it's a chance to continue playing, and, you know, let's go win some games. I think that's the attitude this group would take. We'll have to wait and see where they go. Yeah. That's exactly right, and we'll, so. we'll find out uh, Sunday night. Obviously, we find out the field of 68. Uh, of course, it starts at the uh, UD Arena coming up uh, yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday. The teams will come here a couple – I know the Tuesday games will come here, I think, Monday for their uh, shoot-arounds. I know you'll be a part of that, but it's just – man, it's just – again, you said you said it well, John. It's not that Dayton lost. It's the way that they lost because they got out hustled. They gave up too many second-chance points. And, look, Coach Grant said that after the game to Larry Hanska. Josh Pastorino said that well. And just too many missed opportunities. And just it, it just it's a microcosm of the whole season. And this is just a season of would have, could have, should have. And, and it's just, you know, we're just, we're shaking our heads. You and me are shaking our heads right now. And, uh, you know, I know there are good things to build on. Yes, it's progress. Next year is going to be critical. We're, 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 we're going to get beyond. We'll, we'll talk more about that as uh, we're here to midnight. But next year is going to be critical. With the, with the depth that they have, you get Matos back. This is a, next year's a big year yeah. for this coaching staff. Yeah. It's huge. Another one of the areas that uh, that killed them tonight. You talk about self-inflicted errors, uh, the, just the lack, complete lack of defensive rebounding, and the un, the inability to keep St. Louis off the offensive glass, and also the turnovers. Sixteen turnovers tonight, and that's uh, Seth and Huber Heights. That's what you want to talk about. What's on your mind tonight, Seth? I was just calling to talk about the turnovers tonight. I mean, obviously not hitting the boards. I think killed us, but the turnovers really killed us tonight. And it seems like, you know, the games that we've struggled in this year, that's been one consistent thing that I've noticed is not being able, you know, to take care of the ball. I think anybody that's watched this UD team this year 
even with the short bench, would have to say it's the most talented team in the conference. But when you turn over the ball, you kind of kill yourself. Yeah, they're up there in terms of talent, Seth. I have to agree there. I mean, they you've got you've got pretty good one-two punches across the board, and Grady and Goodmanson at Davidson, or you look at uh, Newkirk and uh, Charlie Brown in uh, at St. Joe's. Um, I think VCU is the only team that really matches them across the board as much as uh, as much as Dayton. But yeah, man, I mean, even the roadie game just a couple weeks ago. What was it? Nineteen turnovers at home against oh, the Rams. Yeah, That's about right. Stadium watching that game, and we still. <laughs> still had a chance you know it's like yep. every yeah. game they do this they still are find a way to get in it at the end and if you can just eliminate those turnovers it's hard to believe that you know this team probably doesn't win five maybe even six more games this season yeah i mean they've, they've that's that's the thing seth you, you know they you as tizzy said it's a kind of a coulda woulda should have season where they've you know you flip a handful of possessions here or there and there's a big difference you know maybe they're off the bubble and and they've got an at-large resume. We're sitting here talking about even with this loss tonight, maybe they're, right. you know, sweating out an at-large bid on Sunday, but not, not tonight, and not after this season. No, so, so. but I guess good things to look forward to next year. We do hope so. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> yeah. Seth, we thanks for uh, thank you for checking in with us here Thank on you. Flyer Feedback tonight. Right. Seth from Huber Heights checking in. Certainly, he's disappointed. Yeah. Like you know, we, it's a tough one to swallow for a lot of Flyer fans. It is. Now we just sitting waiting now and now we play you the know. waiting game and here's another stat for you from the first half uh there's three of them by the way i mean i mentioned mike's up with no points dayton had zero offensive rebounds zero trips to the foul line and that larry hanskin said this very well i think at halftime too many threes and 414 and they weren't bad three pointers because a lot of the show no, jordan, jordan davis, davis yeah they rimmed out he had a bad luck because he had his, some great looks. i'll tell you what two of his first three he bookended a make with two misses, and those two of his first three that he missed his, I swear to God, they were halfway down. They really were. Before they popped out. They really were. So, I mean, and again, it's not that they take threes, but it's the kind of threes. Now, were they awful shots? I'm not going to say that they weren't, but still, they got to be more, you got to have more balance than that. The 14 threes are way too many. But I think also St. Louis, that 1-3-1 one, one gave them trouble. The trap gave them oh, trouble. Oh, God, did it. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, they outplayed them. They outplayed them tonight. And that was the thing that, that I said, you know, as we were in these studios on Saturday, that was one of the things that made me nervous about St. Louis is that the draw matters. And St. Louis is one of those teams with that 1-3-1 zone. They're going to junk it up defensively, grind it to a halt. And as you mentioned, offensively, they're horrendous. They're off- they don't have an offense. It's no, just let's huck up a shot and grab an offensive board exactly. and get a bunny. That's St. Louis's offense. So That's how they came back last night. Ugh. Frustrating Dayton fans, certainly is. 64-55, Dayton a loser. They are one and done in the A-10 tournament again. So they, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens Sunday. But for now, the Dayton Flyers are done playing ball. John and Troy, hang on. We'll get to your call after the other side of the break. More of your calls and tweets after we break for news right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news? WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 11:30. I'm Dave Daniels. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. A man with ties to the Miami Valley is looking for a new attorney in his child porn case. Governor Mike DeWine releases his first budget to lawmakers Friday, and it does not include a call to raise taxes. 
And our top story, the Prime Minister of New Zealand confirms the number of dead and wounded following yesterday's terror attack on two mosques in Christchurch. A cooler St. Paddy's weekend on the way. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO triple team traffic looking good on your Miami Valley highways this evening. No major accidents or delays to tell you about. If you're westbound on I-70 from 675 over to 75, that 13-mile drive will take you about 12 minutes. Our top story, New Zealand police are still investigating last night's terror attack at two mosques. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern says dozens of people are dead. A total now of 49 people have been killed. Workers underway to confirm their identities as quickly as possible. The Prime Minister went on to say that 40 people were injured in the attack. The gunman live-streamed much of the massacre as he opened fire during prayer services. For the first time since taking office, the president breaks out his veto pen. President Trump has sent back to Congress a resolution disapproving his national emergency declaration being used to secure billions of additional dollars in border wall funding. To defend the safety and security of all Americans, I will be signing and issuing a formal veto of this reckless resolution. Jared Halpern says an override vote is scheduled for March 26, but Congress most likely doesn't have the two-thirds majority needed to negate the president's veto. In Columbus, Governor Mike DeWine rolls out his new state budget to lawmakers. WHIO's Jim Otte with complete coverage. The biggest news here is this spending plan does not include any new taxes. The governor calls this a minimalist, conservative approach. It does spend a lot of new money on things like water quality, lead paint abatement, and programs to help people move up to better jobs. Lawmakers will now debate changes and send it back to DeWine for to approve before July 1st. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. A man with ties to the Miami Valley is asking for a new lawyer in his child porn case. Former Oakwood Public Safety Director Alex Bebris is asking a judge to let him be his own lawyer until he gets a new one. Bebris is charged with distribution and possession of child pornography in Wisconsin. WHIO's Ron Otto says Bebris could get a minimum of five years in federal prison if convicted. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 Chief Meteorologist McCall Friedags. Still rather breezy as we head through this evening, but winds will calm down later tonight. Temperatures are dropping back through the 30s, wind chills in the 20s. In fact, lows tonight dip to about 29 degrees. As we head into your day tomorrow, we'll have plenty of sunshine, but below average highs expected up around 42 degrees. Winds will pick back up, so wind chills during the day will be in the 30s. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Friedags in the Miami Valley. Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is clear this hour. It's 34 degrees in Eaton, 34 in Springfield, and 36 degrees in Dayton at 11:34. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Bud Light? Just check the packaging. We brew with hops, barley, water, and rice. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Miller Light? You can't check the packaging. You have to go to their website, download a PDF, and scroll to page 10. There it is. Miller Lite brews with hops, hop extract, barley, water, and corn syrup. Bud Light. Brewed with no corn syrup. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light beer, A.B. St. Louis, Missouri. Based on information available at MillerCourse.com as of January 16, 2019.
The shows you grew up with are back. I'm Barry Williams, and you can watch the whole blooming Brady Bunch right here on MeTV, WHIO, classic television. Watch MASH for one hour, weeknights at 7, now on MeTV, WHIO, classic television. The good, clean family shows are back. WHIO. Over the air on channel 7.2. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics as the official sports medicine provider for 42 area schools. We treat more student-athletes than anyone else in the region. From injury prevention, treatment, and sports performance, our team of board-certified sports medicine and orthopedic physicians, athletic trainers, and rehabilitation specialists offer a comprehensive program focused on the goals of each athlete. To learn more or to find a Premier Health sports medicine specialist, visit premierhealth.com sportsmed. Premier Health, taking care to a higher level. Adults 50 years or better. Spring registration for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton is now open. Registering for as many seminars as you would like brings a customized, fun, and intellectually stimulating experience for all. This spring, enjoy seminars such as Ethics in the Book of Revelation, Weekend Gardener Series, Migration of Birds in Ohio, Go Fly a Kite, and more. Some seminars do fill up, so call now to secure your seat. 229-2347. That's 229-2347. Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover our big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks. Think spring. Think comfortable driving. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale's Chevrolet. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here after the Dayton Flyers wrap up their regular season. Uh, 8-10 tournaments to postseason, but... The next step is the real postseason. So Dayton, at this point, they wrap up this part of their season, shall we say. 21-11 and 11 overall. And, of course, the conference record doesn't change because the tournament doesn't count against it. 13-5. and five. Uh, And for the third straight year, hard to believe, equally frustrating uh, to suffer through. <laughs> Dayton Flyers are one and done in the 8-10 tournament. They get bounced. But so did the Richmond Rams, which means uh, in the the most down year the A-10s had in recent memory. It will be a two-bid league. VCU is the only one of the bunch that has an at-large resume. So, uh, you know what? I'm just going to do it. We got uh, we got, we got, got a two-bid league. Can you dig it? Congratulations, everybody. We did it. <laughs> Congratulations. We got a two-bid league, so the conference can stop worrying about the one-bid league thing. They can take it off their tweet deck. 
been saying all year that unless somebody built an at-large resume, it was going to be a one-bid league. Well, VCU did. In the last couple weeks, we've been saying, well, somebody not named VCU wins the A-10 tournament. We got more than one bid. So it's going to be VCU and either Rhode Island, St. Bonaventure, Davidson, or St. Louis. Probably one of those first three. I I don't think St. Louis. Here's a question. Does St. Louis dare play that 1-3-1 zone against Davidson tomorrow, Tiz? Uh, No. I wouldn't. I, mean, I know they want to slow things down, but do you I, dare play that zone against that Davidson Wildcats team? I look. <laughs> Davidson had a game, by the way, they, they, again against uh, the Hawks, and I think Kimball even played in that game, and he was he's been hurt he all did. year. And I mean, Goodmanson and Grady. I mean, they were like I'm I'm, I'm pulling up the s- stats of that game. They were only three, they were three of fifteen from beyond the arc, and they still won this game by ten points. Yep. So it just to me. If I got to look at the rest of the A-10 field, I, I just don't see Davidson losing. I just I just They're don't. I, I mean, just – and this would be their second straight year. How about that? But also, Rody and Bonaventure – now, Rody and Bonaventure are going to knock each other off tomorrow, yeah, but they're both true. playing well right they're now. They're both playing great. Um, oh and as goodness. I mentioned, Rhode Island, look, that, that was a bad home loss to them a few weeks ago. It was. Their overall body of work is not it great. It was, but Rody's playing but really in well. But in a, in a conference tournament, when you got – the kind of individual talent they have in Langevin and Fats Russell mm-hmm. and uh, Downton, Downton, they can be dangerous. Bonaventure is playing hot at the right time. Uh, but again, Rhode Island, Rhode Island with the upset of the day, 75-70 over VCU, assuring, please, tournament committee, don't, <laughs> don't do this and make me wrong. Uh, but I think it's safe. I think it's safe to say assuring the, two VCU bids. Should, VCU's yeah. in. They're on the eight they're nine in. line. Ten they're if in. the committee really wants to punish them for the early exit. VCU's in. So Rhodey assures a two bid league. Yeah. Uh, Bonaventure downs George Mason sixty eight fifty seven. They'll play the uh, aforementioned Rhode Island Rams tomorrow in the first quarterfinal. Davidson gets by uh, St. Joe's seventy to sixty in a game that looked like the Hawks were going to pull out for a little uh, bit. That yeah. one was nip and tuck down yeah, the uh, down the stretch there. And of course the the night cap tonight. Uh, the frustrating one for us as Dayton fans, 64-55, St. Louis, a winner over Dayton. And uh, now the Flyers sit and wait uh, their postseason fate. So to the phone lines we go. John from Troy. John, I know you and I, we disagree on the NIT, but I did do some homework just for you, buddy. I have confirmed okay. with UD that they can, in fact, play an NIT home game. They'll have to wait until Thursday to do so because of the first four, and they'd have to play, obviously, with the March Madness floor. But since the NCAA now owns the NIT, it's not a it's not an issue. So if it comes to it, they can play a home game in the NIT if they get a bid. If if the ESPN would go along with it, but, that's true. Right, but uh, they probably I mean in the NIT they'd probably be a five or a six seed. I mean I think this loss you know I think they were looking at three or four. Eh, it might be five or six. So that means you're on the road anyways. I hope not. I hope they. They'd get a three or four, but, you know, we'll wait and see. Um, just wanted to talk about, you know, the overall season. Um, I, I think you hit it on the nose uh, when you said this game was a microcosm of what the year was like. And, you know, I go back and I think, well, what did, what did I pick them at the beginning of the year? I said 20 and 11. Well, we're 21 and 11. And, you know, you we got that hope over in uh, – in the Bahamas, uh, thinking yes. that, well, we, we, we may be an NCAA-type team, but we lost Jerry Matos after that tournament. And we, you know, our lack of depth comes into, comes into play in so many different areas. Like, like tonight, uh, you have guys that 
not 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 hot, not couldn't hit shots. Well, you know, next year we'll go get somebody off the bench and see if they can hit them. You know, we we didn't have that this year, and then you you don't have the the def, the the style defensive pressure that you could apply if you got ten eleven guys coming in off the bench, and uh, I I just think. You know, the one thing that irritated me tonight was how we were attacking that 1-3-1 zone. Instead of attacking it, we were just like going to the left side, Crutcher's going to the left side, and he'd throw that high alley-oop pass to the other guard on, you know, on the, on the right side. And that just, that just allowed the St. Louis defense to get back on them. And, you know, they just weren't attacking that 1-3-1 uh, zone. And that, that was disappointing. And, you know, a little disappointing on why that that type of pass was not you know brought to the attention of Crutcher and what it was causing. But uh, yeah, they had very limited, very limited success attacking that zone. John, you're right. They had, I mean, I can think of maybe two, three possessions where they really had some success attacking it, but boy, it was limited. <laughs> that yeah, really, I mean, that really gave them fits. Yeah, I mean, you got to really tack it kind of from the middle, and it's quick passing. Where you know, a, a Davidson team will tear that thing to shreds. They'll shoot I mean, over oh, top yeah, of it. Absolutely, they won't even bother going yeah. inside. <laughs> just yeah, shoot right over top of it all night, up. <laughs> upside down. But no, I think overall we have to look at what we had this year, and we and like I said, it's very rough to play with seven guys. It just it is uh, it is what it is. The team was what it was. Uh, I mean. Is it an improvement? Yes, yes. Is it where we want to be? No. Are we on the right step? I think so. But like I said, I, I mean, I think how we, we approach the NIT, you go in there and you try to win, you try to use it to build and get more practice and more games for next year. And then that's when yeah. you should get into a, a two-year run of NCAA bids. Yeah, it's got to be, mean, as I've said before, it, it's got to be a we springboard, agree. John. And I like the point that you make that I think some – some Dayton fans can tend not to understand that 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 expecting more, uh, the season being an improvement, but also it not being where you want it to as a fan, those two things aren't mutually exclusive. They can both be true, right? Right. I mean, I, 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 I you, know, you know, I've had a little difference with you on the NIT, but really it isn't that much. I, I think the overall goal I agree with. We want to be in the NCAA. I think, you know, I think you try to shoot four out of six years. I think that's a legitimate goal. I'm more scared about what this net system's going to do. And I, I mean, I, I, I mean, the one thing I'm going to be very interested in is the selection uh, committee on Sunday about seeing if any of these Joker uh, Power Five teams get in with like a, a 19 and 16 record that, and and a, a team like a Belmont or a uh, you know, North Carolina, Greensboro. Well, and Furman and Lipscomb, those are the three. I, I would, I really hope, John, based on the metrics, because you know, you and I know just as well as anybody, the committee's going to run block for some Power 5 teams. Oh, absolutely. Um, I am very much of the mindset that I would rather see a team that, a mid-major or a non-Power 5, whichever terminology you, you choose, I'd rather see a non-Power 5 team that we know is good 
as opposed to a Power 5 team like Indiana or Ohio State that we know is just sort of meh. Like, put a Belmont in. I, I tell you what, Belmont better be in this tournament, even without the auto bid. With their metrics, we agree, I agree now I think Lipscomb and Furman are going to be sweating it out, but I'm with you, John. Give me Furman, give me Lipscomb, give me Belmont any day of the week and twice on Sundays over in Indiana, over in Ohio yeah. State with some of these, you know, around 500 squads. I, I yeah. hope Belmont gets in the dance this year, John, because they deserve it. And what, what you know, I the metric that I do not, you know, I think you look at some of these teams that they're talking about being on the bubble. You know, they've got ugly uh, league records like seven and eleven, like Oklahoma. I mean, come on. I mean, I understand the power. You know, I was trying to figure this out with, uh, you know, just in my head with a couple buddies. You know, how much you know you take what Dayton's schedule is, and you take a Power Five schedule. You know, I'd almost say. Dayton's uh, out-of-conference schedule is usually about two games, one to two games tougher than, uh, you know, a, a Power Five. But the Power Five teams probably have a four to five game tougher league than what Dayton has. So you're you're probably looking at about a three game three game difference. You know, it could be off a, off a game or two. But I mean, to to keep promoting, like I said, I've always believed in maybe, you know, making the tournament bigger to 80 or 72. But then again, the way this the way the, the committee is, you're going to be seeing teams getting in under 500. Yeah, well, I like 60. I mean, I know there's some people, I'm, I like 68. A lot of people think 64 is perfect. If you expand it beyond 68, it stops becoming elite. I mean, you're getting fringe teams in now with 68. Um, but, I mean, the point you're bringing up, John, just goes back to the age-old um, – you know, where power fives have the inherent advantage because they've got, they don't have to go out and challenge themselves in the non-conference because right. they've got yeah. inherently de, de facto quad one, quad two, these quality opportunities they've got built into just based on their conference affiliation. It's just built right into their conference slate. So they don't have to go out and challenge themselves like a team like Dayton or a team like Belmont or Furman or Lipscomb is going to have to do in their non-conference. And then on top of that, teams like Furman and Belmont and Lipscomb and Dayton have a, can have a hard time getting these like here's here's a perfect example of this uh matt norlander with cbs sports one of my favorite college basketball writers he brought up this exact example clemson's on the bubble right and Furman's on the bubble Mm -hmm. i'll give you two guesses john which power five team this year refused to schedule Furman when they approached him about it Uh, probably clemson boom clemson there you go and that is something that norlander makes the argument that ought to go into the committee's decision. When you got a team like Furman on the bubble and they're going out and trying to schedule teams, and they, then Norlander knows for a fact that Furman tried to schedule Clemson and they said, nah, no thanks. That's That should be a mark against Clemson as far as the committee. I know it won't be because they're going to run block for a power mm-hmm. five, but that ought to be a knock against Clemson when you got those two exact teams on the bubble. And the same Furman that knocked off Villanova at the beginning of the year, too. And there should be at least at Villanova, we should add, too. So just to, just I mean, to point I mean, that out. Here's something, too, that scares me about what's coming down the road is this league's playing 20 games. Yeah, that's going to hurt the non-power structure conferences. Yeah, exactly. It it freezes out the mid-majors and and the low-majors from playing these teams. It's just going to be less opportunities. And really, if you think about it, that's boring basketball. I mean, gosh, how many times do you got to play a team? Three times? Four times? I mean, that's boring. I personally would – I rather would see more out-of-conference scheduling. You know, I liked it when we played 16 games in the A-10, and uh, we, we, we played uh, out-of-conference in the end of the 1st of January. I like I some of the variety that we used to have, but it's like, 
you know, all this 20-game league is going to do is make uh, make it more advantageous for the Power Five conferences, and it's boring basketball. I mean, there's so much exciting basketball that could happen in Ohio. I mean, Dayton playing Xavier, uh, Dayton playing Ohio State, Dayton playing Cincinnati, and it's just this way of, of, of uh, setting up your your uh, your scheduling today is ruining. Uh, good basketball that we used to see in the past. Well, John, I got music in my ear, so we got to take a break and pay some bills, but I do thank you for the call, and hopefully we'll talk to you uh, after a, a post-postseason edition of Flyer Feedback. John from Troy checking in. Dating a loser tonight to St. Louis. Their uh, season right now is done. John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer Feedback. The home stretch of it. More of your calls. Sean and Oakwood, hang on. We'll get to you on the other side of the break right here, live on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. A man with ties to the Miami Valley is looking for a new attorney in his child porn case. Governor Mike DeWine releases his first budget to lawmakers Friday, and it does not include a call to raise taxes. And the Prime Minister of New Zealand confirms the number of dead and wounded following yesterday's terror attack on two mosques in Christchurch. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. It's fan-frickin-tastic! Six ribs in a basket, baby! It's frickin' madness time again! Enjoy six pork-back ribs in a basket for only $7.99 for a limited time only! Catch every game broadcast as college basketball marches to the national championship! Frick is also offers 64 ounces of ice-cold domestic draft beer pitchers for only $7.50! It's fan frickin Fantastic! Six ribs in a basket, baby! For a limited time only, and only at Frickers, baby! Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Do your credit card bills wipe out your paycheck every month? Are you only paying the minimums every time with no end in sight? Wouldn't it be great if a big chunk of your debt was reduced like magic? You can do it with help from National Debt Relief. You could have a large chunk of your credit card, medical, even your department store debt reduced. National Debt Relief is ready to give you free information on a little-known debt relief program. No, it has nothing to do with bankruptcy or consolidation. This top-rated program can can reduce a big portion of your debt away completely, almost like magic. National Debt Relief has settled over $500 million of debt for our clients and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. The more you owe, the more you can save. If you have at least $10,000 in credit card debt, call now. There's no cost or obligation whatsoever. 800-949-4010. 800-949-4010. 800-949-4010. 
Falling back through the 30s this evening, but feeling more like the 20s with blustery conditions. Adding to that, there may even be a few flurries around. Overall, no snow accumulation expected. It's just showing that cold air continues to move on in. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into our studios for the last time tonight. John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer Feedback. Dating a loser tonight, 64-55 to the St. Louis Billikens. And for now, their season is done at 21-11 overall and 13-5 and in A-10 play, although that conference record didn't change today uh, with the A-10 tournament. Dayton Flyers are one and done for the third straight year uh, in the A-10 tournament, and now they sit and await their Postseason fate. It won't be the NCAA tournament. We know that. Will the NIT come calling uh, on Sunday night? I don't think they're going to have a problem getting in. I mean, if they were on the NCAA bubble as recently as two weeks ago before yeah. the loss to Rody, I don't think they're going to have an issue getting in. 457-1290 is the number. Going to go to Sean in Oakwood. Sean, you want to talk about the postseason. What's on your mind tonight here on Flyer Feedback? I'm in pain right now. <laughs> that makes three of us, Sean. Well, yes. I think many more of that. But <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to start a national movement to end conference tournaments. <laughs> we may join tough. you in that at the end. It's been tough the yeah. last three years, Sean. We'll that's go for to the sure. regular season and then just go go right to the NCAA tournament. I like Let's that. Do that. That's a great we'll idea. Like, everybody will be like the Ivy League. Yes, sounds good to me. But, hey, seriously, um, I, do you do you think we're still pretty much in the NIT? I know I checked DRatings.com this morning. We were still a four seed, so I really don't think they're going to have any trouble getting in, Sean. Because like I said, if if they were in, you know, Joe Lenardi, he seems to be polarizing among Dayton fans and a lot of other college basketball fans. But I mean, if he had Dayton in what first four out as recently as what two weeks ago? When was yeah. that roadie game? Two weeks ago? Yeah, about two weeks ago. Um, I don't think they'll have any trouble getting in if they're if they were that close to the bubble that recently. Um, I don't think they're going to. You know, their seating is one thing, but in if if you're just a binary in or out, they're in. Yeah, I, this loss shouldn't hurt him that much, I guess. Mm-hmm. Their their NET rating was in like the 60s, I think. So yeah, yeah, the mid 60s. The metrics. That's the one thing about this Dayton squad. The metrics have been kind to them this year. They came into tonight 58 in Ken Palm and 65 in the NET, uh, which. So I mean, they've, the metrics have liked the Flyers this year. Yeah. Do you think if, if for some chance they weren't in the NIT, would they go to one of those other things, a CBI? Or I don't think they'd take no. the CBI. They've refused no it in the past. That's a pay-to-play tournament, Sean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, some teams might. Um, for the NIT, some programs might have a trouble breaking even for a home game. Dayton would not. They, You know, there'd be a good crowd there. Um, but CBI pay-to-play, I, I don't see. I, I know for a fact Dayton's turned it down in the past. Um, okay. I don't, I don't, if it's, it's either NIT or no postseason gotcha. as far as I'm concerned. If, if they held a, uh, if, they, if they were a four seed, they would probably, they have to be at least a four seed to host a game. Would they? Right. Yeah. Cause with the seed, I there's think only, that's about right. There's only 32 teams. Uh, right. yeah. And, and like I told John, uh, in Troy, I have poked around and asked, or cause it came up and I just clarified with UD that, um, if they can, if they're seated high enough and they get a home game, they can play a home game. They, the only caveat is they would have to wait until Thursday. As long as the scheduling and the seating, you know, if they're, yeah. it's a, scheduling works, it, it would be right. a home game. They would just have to wait until Thursday because the first four takes up the arena Tuesday, Wednesday nights. Gotcha. Yeah, check. ESPNU has it on at 830 on Sunday. So Yeah, Sunday night, right? That's it's right. it's uh, just That's after right. the selection Sunday yep. show for yep. Turner and company. So 
We shall see. Mm-hmm. All righty. Go Flyers. See what Go they Flyers. Do. Hey, thanks, Sean. Appreciate the call here on Flyer Feedback. Uh, Sean from Oakwood checking in uh, here on the show. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just disappointing because, like we said, just here they were with yeah. one last chance to get at large. And just another shot of the St. Louis team that is just sort of meddling <laughs> in the A-10. I mean, you know, and no one's going to confuse them for world beaters. They... 135 Ken Palm, 113 NET. No. Yeah. They've had a disappointing year. St. Louis has had a disappointing oh, yeah. Let's year. not forget, they were picked to win the league. They were. We I talk think... about unmet expectations. No, and, and that's uh, what's Travis scary. Ford. And I, 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 but I will say this. If they're getting hot at the right time, this is the time that you get hot. Because how many times have you and I talked about it? It's not what you do in January and February. It's what you do going into March. Well, maybe late February into March. But that's. Yeah. But if St. Louis is playing their best ball, give them credit. They have played. I don't know if they are. <laughs> That's the thing. But it's I mean, the I don't way... think they get past Dave. I think the road ends for them tomorrow I th- against I do Davidson. Too. I think the I think Wildcats right. are going to win this thing. I think you're right. I, I think Davidson I think Davidson wins it all, too. But I'll tell you what. I, St. Bonaventure has got a good support in, in Brooklyn. And yeah. so does Rhode Island. Because Rhode Island, again, yeah. we talked about this. URI is not that far from uh, from New York City. I'll so. take Davidson. I'm going to pick Davidson, but I'll couch it. I'll hedge my bet by saying <laughs> Davidson or Rhode Island. Yeah. Because I think Rhodey's just, they seem to... They're playing they well, and when you got when you got individual guys that are as talented as as they have, and like and you Fats, said, they're seasoned. Yeah, they got veterans like that, like Langevin and Fats Russell and Downton. And Fats, they were part of those NCAA yeah. tournament teams yeah. the last two years. And, and Fats Russell was in foul trouble today, and the thing is, he was he got a lot of rest, so you you know he's going to be rested up, ready to go, and they they're on a mission. I think they want to prove they could do this without Hurley. But we yeah. we're going to find out in Brooklyn. Meanwhile, Dayton's going home. Dayton for now. Is done. One more time. Dayton a loser tonight. Flyer fans 64-55 over the St. Louis Billikens. So our next game is TBA. We don't know. We'll find out Sunday night. You can join us for connections to the selections on Sunday from 6 to 8. And then the NIT selection show is uh, a little late later on Sunday night at 8.30. So Sunday we will have an answer. Do we keep playing? Or do we pack it up and look ahead to 2020? Well, we don't know. But uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you on the radio. Definitely Sunday. If it's for a Dayton basketball game, we'll wait and see when that's going to be. But uh, So we will see you on the radio next time we see you on the radio. For then, uh, until then, I'm John Tisdome. And I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening all season, everybody. And go, go Flyers. Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.